What time is it? What time is it's it? 2 it's 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. Welcome, 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 guys. This is the Two Acre Millennials Podcast. I am joined by my partner in argumentative banter, Hendrix. This is where I say hello, right? Yeah, nigga. Okay. All right, and I'm KC, and the place to be in that place is the 2 a.m. podcast each and every Monday, except for the last two weeks, bringing you our awkward take on pop culture, life, love, and the millennial experience. Welcome, good people. What's up? Hi, guys. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Uh, it's been a minute. Mm, yeah, it's been a long time. Been Feels gone like. for a minute, but we're back with the jump off. It's been two long weeks. <laughs> it's only been two weeks? Really? It's only been two weeks. Yeah. I know we haven't seen you guys in November at all. No, but... we have not at all, I don't think. No, I no? Think, no, I don't think so. I don't remember. I'll have to look up the date later. But anyways... Hope you guys are all doing well. No, we haven't because I live on the fourth. Hope you guys are all doing well. Hope you guys have been living your best life. When it is a here. Man, look. This is bullshit. Well, depending on where you live. I know I've been on, uh, you know, social media. And I see people in bikinis and some shit somewhere. But if you were anywhere in the Midwest or anywhere that's fucking cold. It's wintertime. We didn't get fall or autumn or any of that shit. We got I feel winter. like we did get fall. We had like a week and a half. I feel like we have all. I think Hendrix is dramatic. Like most people that live in Michigan are dramatic about the weather. Because I definitely feel like I was wearing light jackets for a good month. I feel like. I feel like most of September was fall. Okay. I'll give you that. In October, actually. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, it didn't start snowing until the week after. Until the week after uh, the week I left. And that was the beginning of November. So I feel like October, September, October, we got fall. Now it's not as long as summer and winter. <laughs> it was a, it was about two months. No, okay. at least for sure. So what's, what's up? What's going on, man? Shit, man. You know, I'm just living, dancing, and emphasizing. I feel like it's been a minute since I said that, but you know, trying to, you know, stay black, probably die, whatever. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's the that's the, that's the the same, right? Whatever. Anyways, like I said, what's been up, Hendrix? What's going on? Good. What's up? What's up? Uh, man, I'm trying to stay out of trouble. It's winter time, so I officially have a reason to say, nah, I'm good. Because it's cold or it's snowy. Like today, I got in the car and it was real um, snow. Snow on my windshield. So that was kind of fucked up. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to stay out of trouble. Sack this money up to give away to people during the holiday season, which is, I don't know, the older I get, the the worse and worse that, like, looks. That makes no sense at all. Like, we go through all this shit to just hand out some shit. Are you one of those people that don't like the holidays? Um, I mean, well, depending on you ask, I don't like anything, but, uh, no, I don't have an issue with the holidays. They just don't mean as much, you know, I don't have kids, um, you know, family is like kind of disjointed as most people my age have, you know, disjointed family. So, yeah, it's just 
time off of work, basically. Sounds dark. <laughs> Are you a holiday person, Casey? I am, actually. I mean, I feel like the holiday seasons, well, honestly, not even the holiday season, but like when it's cold, it's a little bit more depressing to be alone, but that's about it, honestly. But I really do like the holidays. I haven't been, my, uh, my sister had actually asked me, are you putting a tree up? And I'm like, a bitch is not really feeling festive. I like the holidays, so I like being around my people and my family and stuff like that, but um, that's just depressing sometimes. But it's still fun. Like, I still like cooking and eating and getting presents. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I that's kind of what I was saying. Like, I'm not festive. Like, I'm not putting no lights up or no tree. But see, tree it depends. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I still might get one, but the one I want doesn't match my living room, so... Might just not do it for that reason. You wanted them. You gotta have the whole the whole setup. No, it's just because the tree that I wanted is rose gold, and it's just my living room is gray and teal. It just would look ridiculous. You have a very bipolar living room. How is it bipolar? It's gray and teal, like depression, but you know, blue skies. It's a pop of color. I'm a decorator. Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm excited. Like I, I get to see like my my brothers coming into town, my nephew. You know what I'm saying? Like my best friend. I think she's coming. I don't know. We were. I talked to her yesterday. That still was unclear. She's coming for one of these holidays. Maybe both. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I am kind of sad. I don't think she's gonna be able to be here for New Year's, like stuff like that. But I'm gonna go see her for her birthday weekend. I'm gonna take the train up there and visit her. But, yeah, I mean, I look forward to seeing everybody. That's pretty much it, because, like, I don't really do shit but sit in the house (laughs) and everything like that. I did just get back from vacation. I went to London. How was uh, London? London was great. It was a wonderful experience. Now, I will say that. Now, they have, like, fall all year round kind of thing. Kind of dreary. No, not even in that way. I'm saying the weather is way better. Like, their weather is, like, pretty much always light jacket weather. Like, when I left there and came back here, I was mad as fuck. It was, like, 60 degrees here. And I came back to this bitch, like, 30 degrees and woke up the next morning with snow on my car. (laughs) I was pissed. I'm like, what is this? I was, like, walking around everywhere, taking a tube, getting on a bus, walking around the neighborhoods and stuff like that. Taking a tube. That's what they call it out there. A bitch was on holiday the fuck so like i said all right blow continue with your story i'm just saying it was cool like the weather and everything was like like i said white jacket weather you know hop and walk on the subway station and all that good stuff so it was just to come back and it was like oh so it's winter winter yes it is yes it is but it's all good i need to get my car fixed before weather really uh starts at you know being on bullshit when the sun starts sticking so i need to get my uh <laughs> Before the start still starts second, I need a wheel bearing for my car. And pretty much I've needed it for about three or four months now. So I'm just on some bullshit. Because like, for a long time, I didn't know what it is. I didn't know what it was or whatever. Then my dad told me in August, and I still didn't do anything about it. Some very sexist memes about that. About what? Well, as long as, you know, it turns over and the radio plays. And I feel bad being that person. Like now, I do do I do get regular maintenance done to my car. Like I do get my oil changed regularly. I do do all of that stuff. But like, I thought when I heard the noise that it was my air condition 
or whatever or something. And I just, <laughs> I had no idea. But I'm like, oh, whatever, you know. If it goes out, I get it fixed or whatever. And then my dad dropped me off at the airport when I went to Vegas or whatever during the summer. And, like, he was like, what is that noise? Like, da 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 I'm like, what noise? I didn't even, I think I just was I so used anything. to it. I'm like, that's not the air. He's like, no. <laughs> that's not the air. And then he was like, oh, I think that's your wheel bearing. And he's like, you need to get that fixed. And I'm like, mm, guess I do. But here we are in, in November. And um, <laughs> I'm pricing it out now. So we'll be all right. Yeah, hopefully. So we just uh, actually got finished watching Grey's Anatomy. So uh, what else besides Grey's Anatomy have you been watching? Grey's or? Anatomy. It's a nice ass show. I watched when I was gone. I watched Sabrina. Um, on Netflix or whatever. London is crazy, man. I don't know if it's just like UK or whatever, but like, um, I thought about this when I was listening to the uh, Joe Budden podcast. They was talking about like, I wonder if Netflix would ever do shows that come out weekly. And TV actually works like that in London. Like, if you watch Netflix in London, like the because sh- they don't have our American channels. It's so like a lot of our shows, like Good Plays, Grey's, that we watch weekly on TV, comes out weekly on Netflix over there. Yeah, okay. So I thought that was kind of crazy. It was just kind of bizarre to see that. Yeah, and my and my ex videos was also in UK, so that Yo. was different too. Yo, what? My ex videos. <laughs> I thought that was. I thought I was tripping. Okay. No, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should see the look on her face like, yeah, nigga, I said X videos. Yeah, nigga. no, I said exactly what I meant. No X, NXX is not better. So spewing that bull. Now, back to TV. It was at one point in time. It's not anymore. I tried it out one time after somebody was like, no, not X videos, X and XX. And I was just like, Mwah. most of the time when you look at X and XX videos, just tell you where they got it from. And most of the time, they got it from X videos. So it's just like, why not go to the source? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I found a good a good medium. Weird. Very weird medium. What? But, uh, Tasty Blacks? No. Nah, I've, I've been off of that. That shit, like, Viber Central. Is um, it? See, I don't like black porn stars. Black women porn stars. Sorry. That might sound racist, but they talk too much. So. Okay. Um, Tumblr. Twitter Great. is the same. Yeah, Twitter as well. But yeah, those... I didn't even know Twitter was perverted. Somebody told me about that, and I found it. I'm like, oh, yeah. wow, that's crazy. There's a lot of shit out here. I don't know why people just you know go to those sites. And what? people are still paying for porn. So who does that? People on cancer. Hey, hey guys, um, you know I don't want to knock anybody's hustle and shit, but I'm not paying for your premium, B. I don't give a fuck. What, I remember what's you going was on. buying stuff. Premiums? It was no, something that you was paying Snapchat. for on your phone. Yeah, that was a trial that I didn't cancel. <laughs> As most Whatever. expenses. Back in the day, in the Stone Age, when I used to date Hendrix, I found some porn he was paying for. And I'm just like, it's so much free porn. Why are you paying for this? Chat or whatever it was. Webcam shit. Chat. Or some stuff. I don't remember. It was some website. Yeah, it was a trial that I didn't cancel. See how evolved we are as people. Yeah, I'm not paying for shit. What? I'm not paying for shit no more. Look out of here. <laughs> Anyways. So much free shit. I'm trying to so. think. Anyway, Sabrina, Grace, a uh, million little things. Um, waiting for that to come back. They took a random ass two week break out of nowhere, but it comes back next week, the 28th, whatever the 28th is. And that happens a lot with first, uh, first, first run shows. Yeah. 
But I'm assuming they're doing pretty good. I hear a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. Um, feel like it's something else. I'm behind on damn near everything else. I have not been watching This Is Us, but I've been hearing not so pleasant things about it. But I'm still going to watch it anyway give them a fair chance. Um, I haven't watched Gifted at all this season. I'm 18, I have 18 episodes of Lethal Weapon on my uh, DVR. So. I'm kind of skeptical on Lethal Weapon. I didn't like the character change at all. Oh, they also it already took place. Yeah. So is he playing Riggs or he playing the person? Um, it's a new person, I believe. I'm okay. thinking. Like I said, I didn't. I, I think I'm about to just it. randomly watch an episode. I'm about to make you sit through it with me too. Oh, and we're gonna order food because um, I don't have no food. You really don't. No, it's nothing in my refrigerator. Trap house refrigerator. Because oh yeah, I'm about to go on the snake diet. Um, it's pretty much a water fast, but it has like a little drink that you drink to replace your electrolyte. Yes, I'm that person that does viral diets. So if you want to know what the fuck I'm talking about, just YouTube it. And the guy is rude as shit, and he's going to cuss at you, and he starts every video like, hey, fatty, just so you know. <laughs> he does. Mm. I find it hilarious, and whenever I want to eat something bad, I watched it. <laughs> just like when I used to watch My 600-Pound Life when I wanted to be fat. But yeah, so I'm about to do that. I was on a regular water fast, but I kept hearing like how it makes you not sick, but everybody who regular water fast, like they get great-ass results, but it's like you... um. Feel like shit. So, with this one, you are re- replacing your electrolytes in the process, so you don't have that shitty feeling. So, good shit. No, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. Well, you're already five pounds, so you don't have to do that. True, true. Um, oh, I saw, I watched Tag on a plane. I watched The Spy Who Dumped Me on the plane. Okay. Um, It was something else I watched. Shit. Something in the same thing. So I remember being extremely squeamish. But I was dying like oh no, that was Tag. That was Tag. And I watched Tag and like the guy next to me like saw me dying laughing and watched it after. And I thought that was like funny how impressionable he was. I'm a leader. <laughs> I'm a leader really. <laughs> but it was something else I watched that had a lot of people getting hurt and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> it's one of those I'm gonna come back and get you movies. Wow, why am I drawing a blank like this? Sound like Halloween. No, it was um not. It wasn't a horror movie. It was an action movie, and I don't know why the hell I can't think of what it is. Now I'm about to go crazy trying to figure out what the fuck it is. Okay, start talking so I can think. Um, I watched. I ended up watching binge watching uh Hip Hop Evolution. Um, you know. It pretty much told me a lot of shit that I already knew, but it was a lot of new um, wrinkles in it. Um, I've just been really, like, on my documentary shit. Like, a lot of the the newer shows that have come out, like Netflix and otherwise, like, they didn't really hold my attention. Like, I looked at uh, Narcos Mexico, didn't really, didn't really do nothing for me. I gave that, like, two episodes. You know, for as much praise as we kind of give Netflix... They sometimes they miss a lot. Like they really miss a lot. So I'm hoping during the first quarter of next year they kind of bring it a little bit harder because they they kind of they kind of missing man. They're not doing shit for real for real. Um, other than that, man, just been trying to weed through this uh, wave of new new music that's coming out and 
It was Hotel Artemis. I don't care. Yeah, there you go. All right. That was about to kill me. Sorry. No, that's um decent. It was a little bit, a lot of, a lot of violence. I couldn't watch it. Well, the guy saw me jumping. I'm like, oh my god. But I'm squeamish though. So. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm not. I haven't really been into um, movies. Movies. I've been watching a lot of TV shows. Um, Blind Spot. Um, I still have never watched that. Yeah, I don't like this season. I was at watching all. Rick and Morty on the plane too. Rick and Morty child. is always awesome. Um, yeah, like I'm. I've been watching a lot of the news lately too. Wow! So is, you're 80, which <laughs> is kind of depressing. It's fucked. Why would you? Well, watch not that? even depressing. It's more so. Uh, it makes you skeptical of a lot of shit because I already see through most of the shit that's going on anyway. So yeah, it's like oh, that's a diversion for something else. Yes, I'm one of those people, but. Um, Oh, you are, you are one of your, he's a conspiracy theorist, BT Dub. So, women, beware and be weary. Wait, what the fuck does that anyway, have to do with so anything? Anyway, so marijuana got legalized in Michigan. I don't know when we're going to be able to partake legally, but. 2020. That's when it's supposed to be. I think, I think that's when it's supposed to be completely legal. I think we can be in possession of it when the, it, the law goes into effect in like a couple of weeks or something. You can grow it. In a couple of weeks. Yeah, but that means you can have it if you can grow it, nigga. I said possession. You have to have a license to grow. I'm talking about have it. You can have up to like some amount of ounces un- like unlocked in your house. Ten ounces in your house, two and a half ounces on your person. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking weed, though. Like you're saying it like it's a gram. No, I'm saying it like you have to Wait, have Wait, is an ounce able- a zip? I'm sorry. I'm not very knowledgeable <laughs> in hood lingo. Is that the same thing? An ounce is an ounce. What's a zip? I don't, I don't buy zips. It's a Ziploc bag full of an ounce of weed. I'm just playing. I don't really know. <laughs> Actually, I'm about to Google it. Urban Dictionary, gotta know. Yeah, I'm not into... Um, you a hood rat, so I'm lying. I'm just I'm not into high volumes of weed anymore. Just give me my shit so I can break it down and roll it up. Um, But yeah, a lot of people, you know, while, while it's great for our... Area. As if it's an ounce. Wow, I got way more street cred than Hendrix, bro. I'm honestly because yeah, you hang around hood rats. I don't hang around hood rats. I, I dabble and kind of like a little bit of dab of urbanness in my men. That's it. So yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm hip. Like I said, I haven't bought a zip in like years. So man, no thank you. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's no reason to have a zip. I've had the same <laughs> 40 bag for fucking since April. So I'm the wrong person. So yeah. I was like, this shit look old as fucking like it is. So Yeah, you got to be careful with that shit. That shit make you sick sometimes. What, all we? Yeah. Uh, I guess I got to get it. Um, get some more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good for the community eventually, but a lot of people don't. You know, you have to actually read up behind shit. Like, you just can't, like, oh, yeah, we just leave. I'm about to smoke, you know, at my job. Like, you can't tell me shit. Well, no, they still have the right to say, oh, fucking smoking. Like, bro. I mean, but you know, that's just how the same thing. If you're smoking, even if it's legal, and it's, well, that's just idiotic people. Because, like, if you smoke and you're like, oh, well, it's legal, it's like their jobs still have the right to drug test you. Like, it's some jobs that will stop you if you're on prescription pills. What the fuck make you think that they're going to hire you if you're smoking weed? Like, 
I at the end of the day, you gotta be smart. That definitely happened to me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, oh, I don't have a job. Like, you failed a drug test. Like, no, I didn't. It's like, yeah, the pills. Like, that's what I'm saying. So it's like you gotta really think about that shit, stupid ass niggas. I hope y'all really not out here that dumb. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it consists of like you know you can't smoke in a car. Like that, that's one of the rules. Like your private facility or somebody else's, you know, your home, you go over your homeboy's house, like, yeah, y'all can smoke weed in your house and shit like that. Eventually they'll start opening up uh cafes where you can smoke at, but like Man, imagine it's the when same the hookah bars start having weed, bro. It's over, bro. I love doing that during my hookah days. I would mix my uh, shisha with weed and shit. See, oh, that sounds God. like I heard it's wasteful when I was Googling it. But anyways, I, we, when, I, when I first started smoking when we was in college, like, we would definitely, like, um, smoke and then go to the hookah bar. But I actually went to hookah when, um, I just realized I'm just lame as shit now because I went to the hookah bar when I was in London. I was, like, blow. Like, that shit was gave me a hell of a, like, head high. But I hadn't hookah in so long. That just wasn't used to it. It's all that nicotine, man. Man, that shit had me like loopy and shit. But anyways, yeah, I just need you know, it's good, but I need y'all to know like what's actually going on, like the laws and shit. It's just not like willy nilly. It's the same yeah, shit. Yeah, same as, thing. Like you still need a card to get it out the dispensary. It's just the same thing as like alcohol. I mean, it's just easy to get a card. Essentially, like nigga, you can't drink in public. Like you can't smoke in public. You can't drink in your car. Can't smoke in your car. It's the same thing. Pretty much. Well, you couldn't drink in your car. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> we did, however, habitually in college. If we wasn't drunk enough, we would prepare a mixed drink in a travel bottle. It was called car liquor. And we would just all top ourselves off when we arrived to our destination. Y'all niggas do that shit now. We don't do that anymore. No one does that anymore. We can buy drinks at the bar. But we used to, for sure. Now, so take, now taking your own personal cup still. That's different. But I'm saying we used to actually, like, all take shots, get ready. Somebody would prepare the car liquor, and we would bring it with us. And we literally continuously called it car liquor. That's exactly what it was. Last time I went over to y'all, y'all had car liquor. I don't remember that. We went to um, Mr. B's. It's car liquor. Maybe somebody just wasn't drunk enough. Cause like, we ain't get that <laughs> shit since college. But, yeah. Man, that's Good music shit. and movies. Life. Oh, you said what? What music? We didn't talk about music. Uh, we got a bevy of shit, especially since we've been gone. But this week, since we've been gone, um, sorry, Mariah Carey put out some shit. I ain't heard it. I ain't. I didn't. It's almost Mariah Carey season though. You know, Christmas. Which is why I was kind of confused that she came out with an R and B album. Well, because she's still. I mean, she's still pumping off her old Christmas album. She really don't need to release another one. No, she need to update that fucking song. People really just want to hear all I want for Christmas this year. Yeah, that's the only time I want to see her. She she should literally be Santa Claus now. That doesn't really actually feels fitting <laughs> at all. Like, just come out for the Christmas song and go away. City okay. um, Girls put out an album. Which I like was, that song with Cardi. I haven't heard enough. Which was kind of funny. Like, I the rapping over the jail phone shit is still hilarious to me. Oh, wait. So they did that whole album while she was in jail? For the most part, yeah. Okay. I was wondering how, they hap- how this happened. <laughs> Cause yeah, she she went away right before um and my feelings came out. I know. So yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, so she's still in jail. So when did they record the video? It's a video for one of their songs. So did they let them out? Did she get special privileges? <laughs> like, gotta go do this video, but we're gonna be back. 
Is it like the guards sitting there on set? I got questions. I got questions too. I don't know. But anyways, congrats uh, to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anderson Pat put out an album, which is real dope. Um, I heard some, somebody told me to listen to it, but then I didn't. I might check it out. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, just lazy. It's different. Um, a lot of singles came out. The Creed 2 soundtrack came out, which I was disappointed in. I felt like looking at the track list, it would be like amazing, but it wasn't. Really? No, it wasn't. Does somebody named Norman keep releasing music? I really don't know about anything about her, but she released a song with Black, and that's really all that matters. I still haven't heard it, but I downloaded it though, so yeah, it got called, my stream. It's called Waves. Yeah, is it good? It's okay. Well, anything with Black touches is great. Speaking of Black, I'll be going to his concert on Wednesday. Be prepared for me to stand for you guys next week for a good amount of time. Because he is everything. Can't wait. The end and the beginning. Um, Big Creek came out with an EP, which I don't feel like I don't feel like he needs to come out with EPs. I really don't. I've I've forgot about him. Like as the caliber of rapper he is, he doesn't need to do EPs. Okay. That's like that's for some niggas that can't really rap for real. Is it? Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is time for this EP though. Like that's like like, really popping right now. New niggas, like where they just have to flood the market with music. Like that's how they make their money. He's a rapper. Some people are trying to fight against that. Like that's what Black is trying to do: fight against the flood of the like the rollouts and. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Big Crit comes out with an album like every two years. In a mixtape in between that. He doesn't need to put out an MP. But at the end of the day, he probably just wants to satisfy his core audience because, I mean, he's not a mainstream artist. So, I mean, maybe that's what his core wanted. They might, maybe they wanted new music for him and that was easier for him to drop that. And maybe he needed more time for an album or mixtape or something. No, it's good on the album. He yeah. came out with an album this year. Oh, well, maybe he wanted to drop something else. Uh, Ariana Grande with Thank You Next, which is actually fucking hilarious. It's a hilarious Is that a thing? Song. Oh, she has a song called... Yeah, Thank You Next. Oh, how is that? What is it about? Pete Davidson. Oh. <laughs> I might have to actually yeah. listen to that. Yeah, this is funny. Um, T. Grizzly came out with an album last week. Um, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. That's it, huh? Yeah. I just realized how much I hate the song Ice Me Out, and it's a really catchy it's catchy, but it's a horrible song. It might be actually one of the worst songs she's ever recorded. But I love it in cool. a really weird way. Cash job. <laughs> like I, I like it because it ca- like it literally like it came on yesterday. I went to a, I went to one of my closest friends, like one of my good friends' wedding yesterday, and like it came on and like and I'm singing it and saying I hate this shit at the same time. I'm like I hate this song. Ice me out. Ice me out. Oh yeah, that's most new, Nigga, new music nowadays. Yeah, I hate this shit. No, I know all the lyrics and everything. And with it's a basic ass song. It's impossible not to know the lyrics. The whole song is written like a chorus. That's how catchy it is. Like even the verses, yeah. it's so basic. And I'm just like, this is like literally the worst work she's ever done. But I mean, it's catchy. So yeah, eventually we're gonna go on a deep dive on music and new music compared to old music, like. I don't know how we supposed to like just be cool with this shit. Like from what we came from, you know, the quality of music that we came from, like no. Especially like radio and shit. Like why are you still playing this shit? Music is definitely <laughs> overflooded with shit. What the fuck? There's so many industry plants. 
It's so much shit. Yes, it is. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, that's that Normie girl. She an industry plan. I was trying to tell my brother that. <laughs> I'm like, I keep hearing about her, but I never heard any music. Mm. How is she so popular? Mm. She came from that group of Autumn Harmony girls. Yeah. I just found that out. I'm like, who the fuck is Normandy? She looked like Seven Streeter and Kelly Rowland and Beyonce threw up and then turned <laughs> into one of the mold things that Power Rangers used to do. And then she was the result. It's really bizarre. I don't know what's going on. All right, so we about to get into uh, Six Sad World. Are we? Yeah. Six Sad World. All right, so our um, first story this week, um, we'll start with some positive stuff because we got a lot of got a lot of negative shit. Oh, um, so there's positive things happening. Yeah, kind of, kind of, sort of. Yeah, okay, cool. Everybody's favorite uncle, Big Snoop Dogg. Oh, is that somebody's uncle? Yes, he's everybody's uncle. What are you talking about? I thought it was Charlie Wilson. But they're brothers, so it's cool. Um, Snoop Dogg is finally receiving his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Congrats. It is long overdue, and um, you can actually say, you know, you can put him in the discussion as the most well-known rapper in the world. Is he the only rapper on there? No. Uh-uh. I don't believe so. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's Everybody knows Snoop Dogg because of other avenues and stuff. Like yeah, that. he hang out with Martha Stewart, so he gets like white people street cred. <laughs> you know, he got TV shows and shit like that. Like, so yeah, everybody knows Snoop. That's fair. All right, let's get to. Snoop. Oh yeah, he got the wrestling people from old girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So a lot of people gave uh, Kim and Kanye some backlash this week. I really am out the loop. What's going on? And I, I really didn't I really didn't get it. What so, they do? As you know, there are um, very terrible wildfires going on in California. They're private firefighters. And Kim and Kanye hired private firefighters to guard their $60 million Calabasas home. And I don't see a problem with it at all. Oh, okay. Okay. So I read that story completely wrong. I thought they just hired private firefighters to help with the wildfires. I didn't know that they just used them for themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just for them. It was just for them. You see all of this shit burn around us? Just just spray that. That that house right there. Yeah, I mean, um, their home is weird. In that area because it's actually in a cul-de-sac. So, it's like, how you have a mansion in a cul-de-sac? Which is hilarious. I don't know what the fuck y'all doing out in L.A., but y'all on some weird shit. How do you have a $60 million mansion in a cul-de-sac? They're running out of flatland. Well, first of all, the, part, the cost of house, <laughs> The cost of fucking houses out there, that could be a ranch-style one-bedroom house. The way that the prices is in California. So, I don't know at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, they said um, the fires actually got to, like, the outskirts of their property. And that's when they hired and so private fighters. Like, oh, so shit. So, they stood oh. right there it's and like, fought oh, whoa. off Dude, whoa. the fire. It's like, whoa. So, they, no, no, fuck that. So, you telling me that these niggas, the vision I have in my head of this taking place is just... <laughs> Phenomenal. So you're telling me that they set 
on the outskirts, nigga, and fought off this fire. Like the fucking Power Rangers. These niggas sat there. I mean, long as you don't damage the property, it's cool. Like, yeah, keep that shit that way. It's just, I'm just imagining this line of private firefighters guarding in a circle of this house, fighting off this fire, and it's just, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, a lot of people was like, oh, my God. I, I mean, anything that, any service that you can pay money to acquire, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I don't think, at the end, I guess it's kind of like, if all the other houses burn down, do I still want to live there? Oh, I don't know. I guess, I guess we played $60 million for this house, I guess. Yeah, I want this motherfucker. What are you talking about? Um... But yeah, like it wasn't like Wait, they don't just... Drake live down the street or some shit? Did his house burn up? Well, you know, Drake's moving uh back to Toronto. Oh, okay. He's building his you haven't seen it like the oh my god, he's building some shit. Well he always talking about his house and how big it is and how big his swimming pool is, so I'm sure it'll be nice. Yeah, that was the LA house, the Calabasas house. Well, I'm house. sure this will be bigger and better. Yeah, he has a fucking regulation basketball court. That shit is crazy. Niggas Ridiculous Niggas are gonna need Of course But yeah I, I really didn't See the The Need to I just be don't care Outrageous Outrageous about it Like they hired It wasn't like They took You know The actual firefighters That were Fighting the fire For you know The people of the city Like oh yeah No we need y'all No they hired people You know I don't know I guess freelance Firefighters Or volunteer Firefighters Or some shit like that Like So Yeah if you got it, spend it. Shit. Keep your house. All right. So, we have a couple of deaths to report. Jesus. First off, um, rest in peace to Stan Wayne. The Marvel comic creator died this week at 95 years old. So, he lived a long and prosperous life. And, uh, yeah, you know, he had a lot of... Um, he had a lot of reach. Like, everybody, you know, had... He had an impact on a lot of people. Especially, you know, now, with the success that Marvel has been having movie-wise in the past... What? The past decade? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. He he's on, He was on his shit. Like, he, you know, he was instrumental in all of the... Um, <clears throat> well, a lot of the production of the movies and shit like that. Um, but... He did not leave without leaving us something. So, according to his daughter, J.C. Lee, um, her and her dad were working on one superhero. So, this will be the last Stan Lee Marvel superhero. And his name is Dirtman, which is funny. <laughs> Dirt man. Um, she's not uh letting people know about you know the superpowers or anything like that. But uh, she said it will definitely uh hit theaters eventually. She's gonna do her best to work on that. Dirt man. Dirt man. The one thing I'm sad about with Stanley is <clears throat> I loved, like, absolutely loved his cameos in Marvel movies. I am really tired of this neck man. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> This is everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. Like connect for with Nick and it and like all this shit. Come on, son. I'm dead. The, the Nickelodeon Nick one. Except for Shrek, bro. The Nickelodeon one was fun. 
these niggas is bored. Yeah, but rest in peace, Stan Lane. We also have another very um, instrumental person passed this week. Um, Kim Porter passed this week at the age of 47. Mm, which was um, a very, very troubling for a lot of people in the music business because a lot of people me included didn't really understand the impact she had on a lot of the 90s music um yeah long time i don't want to say girlfriend because that's kind of like the meaning oh um kim porter was was the mother of his kids he said soulmate Diddy said soulmate. soulmate, best friend, confidant. Yeah. Just so many other things. Yeah, so um model, actress, that's what her Wikipedia says. So we're gonna define her her, she her own terms and not a model. by the men that she may or may not have dealt with. Fuck niggas. Yeah. So um man, she's had an impact on a lot of things. Uh Forever My Lady was written about her. I know her and um Dallas Austin had a relationship as uh, high schoolers and into college. Drumline is actually about Kim Porter and Dallas Austin, which was a fun little tidbit that I learned this week. Um of course her relationship with Albie Shore. Um her relationship with Diddy, which produced what, three kids? Three? Yes, three kids. Um Quincy from Albie Shore. Uh, yeah, it was, it's just a sad story of somebody who wasn't feeling well, and it never got better. Um, they said she'd been dealing with pneumonia for the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, never, it never got better, which is, you know, something that a lot of times in our community we kind of take for granted. Like, if you don't, you know, you actually don't feel well, you should probably get, you know, see about it. Because you never know. It could manifest into something life-threatening. So, yeah. Rest in peace to Kim Porter. And I definitely seen a post about, like, saying, like, how this just goes to show you, like, how black women aren't safe in the hands of healthcare professionals, how our pain is not taken seriously, how our accounts and, like, and medical issues and stuff like that are just not heard. And I just think that that's really fucked up. And this is, situation just goes to attest that, like, she had pneumonia for all that time and she was under a doctor's care and still died. It's just very sad and very evident of the position of black women in this country in general. And now from black women to black men. So, this story was actually one of the only... Well, not one of the only. One of the only latest stories that actually pissed me off because a lot of people um a lot of the majority feel like we kind of you know overemphasize the the fact that uh police have it out for us especially our black men and this story is indicative of all of our feelings so this young man's name was Jamil Robertson so uh, on November 11th, he was working security at a, um, <coughs> excuse me, at a uh, Cook County um, lounge. It was called uh, Manny's Blue Room Lounge. 
witnesses say a fight broke out and someone started shooting. So Mr. Robinson, who was working as a bouncer slash security guard, um, he broke up the incident, held the gunman down, you know, subdued him, and they were waiting for police to come. So when police got there, they see a black man on a white man with a gun and they shot him dead as he was just doing his job trying to protect the people in this lounge from this fucking psycho yeah they shot him dead it that kind of shit is what you know a lot of people don't understand like nobody just stopped to ask questions or think about anything it was an immediate reaction of looking at something and assuming. And now a young man's life is lost. He was only 26 years old. Doing his job. Doing it to an incredible degree of doing a fucking gunman. And he got shot. And killed. In cold blood. Doing his job. So, um... Rest in peace to uh, Mr. Robinson. Uh, prayers and condolences to his family. And, you know, we're not really, you know, we don't say shit because we feel like we, you know, are being taken advantage of or being targeted. We actually are being taken advantage of and being targeted. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, this story is just indicative of every, you know, every time we speak up, every time we, you know, have a rally every time we march you know it's a lot of hashtags of people who were minding their own fucking business or doing their job and yeah i mean eventually you know something got to be done about it eventually so yeah that is uh yeah Nigga, is that all the news? Yeah, that's all the news. On that, you yeah. so you're gonna you're gonna leave it on that dark ass note. Because it is a very sick, sad world out here. Uh, cute. <laughs> Jesus Christ, just depressed the fuck out of me. Right. <laughs> you can always tell when you're depressed because you don't say stuff. You just sit there. Cause I don't have shit to add to. That. <laughs> I just. I don't need it. That's not my lane. I'll let you hover in that lane. All right. So, I know a lot of our listeners interacted with our Twitter poll for this week, but do we have emails? No, nigga. Oh. Nobody want to talk to your whole ass. But if you want to talk to me, because I'm back, you can hit me up at um, ask2ampodcast.gmail.com. That is the number two. Send any questions, comments, concerns, or anything to that email and we'll respond a lot on the show or we'll respond directly to the message mind of a millennial all right casey it's time for mind of a millennial i have a question for you what up would you rather live in the ocean or on the moon like live so if i'm living in the ocean right does this mean I'm like the Little Mermaid or like I'm on a boat? You're the Little Mermaid. Oh. Well, I'm going to live in the water. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing. Let me analyze this further. Okay. 
I want to stay the water, but I feel like it depends. Do I have got powers? I don't believe so. It's just you. But the reason I'm saying is there's a lot of shit in the ocean that could eat me. Exactly. But I don't know who live on the moon. Exactly. That's why it's such a good question. I don't want to live nowhere. <laughs> I want to die with my ancestors. I knew that it was. Oh, I can't remember the quote. Jesus. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's still saying. funny to this day. <laughs> what? That quote is still funny. Yeah, that knew that freedom was death was better than bondage or some shit. It's like, all right. <laughs> mm, touche. It's like, okay, I guess. Sure. Sure. It's cool, but if we all die, we would never mind. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I would rather live on the moon. Um, but if it's moon monsters. I don't believe there's moon monsters. You don't know what the fuck it is up there. That's true. I don't believe there's moon you monsters. You don't know that. I know but there's you sea don't monsters. Know. I know for a fact it that there's all kind of shit in the ocean. You're going to die. It's going to be something petty to each other. It's like a piranha. I, I heard, um, I read something where like, I think it was 40% of the ocean has never been explored. So I'm going to live in that part. Like, no, that's where all the, the, the shit is at. Oh, you're saying all humans the, haven't explored yeah. it. I thought you were saying it was uninhabited. No, that's where all oh, the fucking okay. well, prehistoric monsters and shit live. Supposedly. It was like a picture I saw. It was like supposed to be like the layers of all the shit in the ocean or whatever. It was like a cartoon picture. And I'm just like, oh, wow, that's some big shit. Yeah, yeah. The shit is undercounted. That's why I said, do I got power? Like, am I like Aquaman? Because if so, then sure, I'm in that bitch. Telling all the creatures to suck a dick. But... If I'm just a human, we a mere fucking mortal, then I don't want to go down there. Like, yeah, you just got, like, you know, gills and shit. Like, you can breathe underwater, but you got to fight everybody. Well, at least I won't drown. Can I have my gills on the moon? If I can have gills and live on the moon, then I want both. You probably have, like, a space suit on the moon. But you, why, wait, wait, why can it, why can the water be my natural habitat, but the moon can't be my natural habitat? I don't need, I'm a moon person at that point. <laughs> the fuck? I'm a moon man. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yes, you can't. That's unfair. You got to think it through. That's a very good point. Yes, I'm, it is. So now I breathe whatever I need to breathe to be on the moon. Mm, I'm a moon person. Perfect. The crazy thing about it is that I don't understand why we can live on Earth and you can, you get the view from Earth and like that actually like we're living on Earth. Like we're in it. You can't see the edge of the Earth and all of the shit that you would see through a microscope. But when I imagine the moon, I imagine literally just walking on that circle that's not logical i mean that's really all we're doing but i'm saying you can't see it it's this big thing it's it's highways it's i mean i know it was like that at first i'm saying it's highways and water and this and that it's this huge thing where it's like you can't see the beginning or the end of it but i'm saying when i think of the moon i just think about stepping on top of that bitch like i literally just feel like just a circle and i'm just walking around that motherfucker that's not realistic yeah, they've done a great job of um, implying that the moon is this just inept object. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're just walking on a ball, a cheese. Nah. As you notice, we ain't, ain't a lot of niggas up there. We don't yeah. know. We don't know what's up there. I'm talking about the people they sent up there. Ain't like oh, they I just... could just live like Xenon. What? <laughs> and the space station. <laughs> You sound like a hater. I'm not hating at You sound like a fucking hater. Okay, what is your question for my... I actually don't want to know shit about you. Oh, my God. But I'm going to say that because I don't have a question. But I'm going to think of something real quick. 
Mm. You see how she comes so prepared to the <sighs> Because I don't have time for your shit. I'm just tired, big fella. I don't have time and energy for this shit. I was drunk yesterday. I'm tired. Nobody told your old ass to go out and drink at the open bar, my nigga. Well, that's a gift to the guests. Oh, I can't find my cheese to guess. I have fun. and oh, and let me just say <laughs> that I lost my cheese stick yesterday. I thought that they only gave me two cheese sticks. I ordered three. I was actually extremely offended because I'm just like, who the fuck can't count to three? Three, <laughs> three. How the fuck? Like two don't look like three. But it was on. It was on my car. I found it this morning, and I actually was mad because I was like, I could have enjoyed that yesterday. So. I wish they would have gave you three. That would have led me to a lot less headache. But I just understand why nobody helped me find my cheese stick. And I was so mad. I wish I wasn't driving so I could have found it. <laughs> it was just like, oh, my God, where's my cheese stick, Jesus? Like, imagine being called and somebody's on the other end, intoxicated. It was just cool. Like, you know. But they want to find this third cheese stick. And they will not stop. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> and they will not stop talking about this fucking cheese. I was hungry. The fuck? Did you eat the other two first? Though? Yes. No, okay. Well, I was still. I won, but I was hungry for three. That's why I ordered three. If I wanted a two piece, well, they don't sell that. I would have just ordered two. Can't find my cheese stick. I was so sad. First of all, it was horrible. Hendrix for a minute now has been the person I call to make sure I get home when I'm drunk, but he's becoming less and less good at his job. He about to get fired. Trash bag. He didn't help me find my cheese stick. I could have died. What the fuck do you want me to do about your find cheese stick? Find it, nigga. You I found it, though. <laughs> you misplaced it. No, I didn't misplace it. Some of thing gave me... Yes, they did. It fell out of the bag, okay? I must have threw the bag to her. I don't know how it got down there. It was on the floor on the side. Damn it. Wanted. I was even sad when I found it this morning. It was like, that would have been so good yesterday. <laughs> it was all hard and cold. So sad. Anyways, I don't really have a question for you. I want to know why you treat me like this. <laughs> because you deserve it. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. yeah. You're Since, a cunt. I mean, you don't have a question, so we can... Uh, we can move on. Nope. I'm going to find one. Oh, my God. Why are you <laughs> prolonging this process? I don't give a fuck what you got to say. <laughs> so, yeah. While Casey finds this question, um, I want to thank you guys for participating in our Listener's Choice poll on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to do that a little bit more often. We want to be as interactive with you guys as we can possibly be. And we like y'all, you know, input. Like, sometimes we get brain farts. We have all these ideas, but we don't know how to narrow it down to one. And, yeah, you guys can help. That question is so far-fetched that I don't even feel comfortable reading it. Wow. Wow, that was just... That's... Wow. Just... (laughs) Shit. Mm. Oh. Okay. If you could use a voodoo doll to hurt whoever you wished... Would you use it on anyone? <laughs> you really want to ask the question? If so, who? <laughs> and if you if you lie and say me, I'm beating your ass. Well, no, I wouldn't use voodoo doll. 
because of my heritage. I've actually seen voodoo dolls in real life. That shit is spooky. Very, very spooky. And, um, nah, I'm good. I don't really want to hurt nobody. So. Wait, no, I like this question better. Would you be happier with more control over what happens in your life or more control over your response to what happens? Um, more control over my response. I don't necessarily want to control my life. I kind of like the randomness that is life. Mm -hmm. But if I could have a better manage on how I reacted to it, I think my life would be a lot better. Because that's one of my main issues is actually controlling how I respond to shit. A lot of times it's just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Which is damaging at certain points. Yeah, you're trash. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, what I say from Modern Millennium to 100 you hate them. All right, I don't have a show... um, Order pulled up, so you just actually running the shit tonight because I am wildly unprepared. Terrible. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shit. All right, so like I previously mentioned, this week was a listener's choice poll. Um, Crying Out for Me by Mario One. Now, I gotta say who was by. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, finish. My bad. I'm sorry. Now, in older age, you tend to go back and listen to songs and, you know, you get a different meaning of what the lyrics actually are. And that's what kind of happened to me with Crying Out For Me. Like, everybody thinks that it's like a, you know, lovey-dovey, Captain Save-All type shit. But which niggas never actually feel like you? You just gonna keep going? That's actually why I'm being quiet because I actually <laughs> don't know how to talk without insulting men. <laughs> I'm glad you finally owned up to that. I'm sorry. But, well, I uh, mean, if they just became better people, never mind. Sorry. Continue. So, my perception of the song is actually, you know, having empathy for people going through certain situations whether that's a friend uh whether that's a family member or associate somebody that you're you know potentially trying to get to know like how do you have empathy for somebody that is going through a situation it could be love it could be health um it could be grieving what have you like how do you have empathy with somebody without getting too invested into their situation because a lot of times we want to kind of put ourselves in other people's shoes but we don't know the full extent of the actual story so casey how do you have empathy for somebody without actually you know getting too invested into the situation well look at me like that again my guy (laughs) okay i'm gonna rewrite the question because i don't like him Okay, so what I'm thinking, this is how I took what Hendrix was implying. I'm thinking like this. Hear me out. If I think it is hard, if you are somebody, actually, it's hard either way, but I'm going to give you both scenarios. So let's say you're a person and like you figure at this point in your life and at that moment, you have it all figured out, right? All right. You have your shit together, you're okay, you're comfortable emotionally, physically, financially, whatever the case may be, and then you have someone else in your life that you care about, and they're going through something. 
I think it's hard when you care about someone, even when your life is going well, it's hard to not feel bad for that other person. Right. Like, and it's hard not to internalize those problems, but it's kind of like you have to, I don't know, I guess how necessarily you find that happy medium between like you're in this financial bind or you're going through this kind of emotional, emotional turmoil, whether it's death or finances or relationship woes or whatever the case may be. And you're happy and you are trying to battle with how to be, I guess, sympathetic or empathetic. I forgot which one to the person that you care about. I don't know how you find that balance because for me as someone, when I am like going through shit, and someone else that I know is going through stuff. The thing that matters is that everybody's problems is different. So let's say I'm having emotional issues or whatever, and someone else is dealing with like financial issues. It's hard to gain understanding because I'm sitting here like I'm not okay either. Right. But when you're going through something, it's hard to see someone else's perspective. So you're just like, right, but do you see what I'm going through? So I guess my question I would say is like, how do you kind of conquered that insens- in I guess it's an insensitivity to other people's problems. Like, I always internalize them. Like, I can be like, okay, I'm going through this shit, but fuck it. I'm good at putting people ahead of me, which isn't good at all, and, like, kind of, like, battling other people's not. shit. So I'm just like, okay, well, how do I fix this person's financial problems? I'm not supposed to. <laughs> That's not my job. But, you feel but like... when you care about someone, you feel like you're responsible for the happiness of people you care about. Right. And it's not fair to you. And it's also not fair for them to put that on you. I would say that one of my hardest things that I deal with on a very regular basis is the fact that I internalize everything I go through. And what I mean by that is that I don't force my the burdens of whatever energy I'm going through on anybody else. Like, so I don't tell anybody my problems, or if I do, I'm telling them just to tell them. I don't really actually want them to do anything. And I only tell you if you ask. I'm not going to just come at you with my shit and hand it to you and say, here, deal. It's not fair. But people do that. And so I'm kind of torn as to what advice to give in that regard, because... Mm -hmm. I would say that because I'm not that person, I'm definitely a person that inter- internalizes everything. It's it gets hard for me to understand why people are so quick to do it. Right, because that is definitely a thing. Like, oh, I'm going through some shit. Let me tell you about it. Like, help me figure out how to get over what I'm going through. And, but that in itself, like my reaction to that is also me being insensitive because I'm like, well, why would you, I would never tell, I would never put that on you. So why would you put that on me? And I don't fuck, I don't know what to do. Now I feel like I got to fix it because you told me. So now it feels like my burden to, to fix. I really, honestly, I'm curious to the best way to work through that. And I say that because, (laughs) I don't know how you work through that in a healthy way, I would say. Because it's also unfair. Because think about it. What do we tell people that are suffering from depression? What do people tell people who battle and deal with suicidal thoughts? Right. 
talk to somebody. Exactly. So it's unfair to me. I'm acknowledging my own flaws in that regard because how can I, as someone who believes that, I believe that people should be that a helpmate to others and like kind of talk them off the ledge and like help them in person in need. But then I can say that, but I know personally, I always think when someone tells me something that they're going through, it's just like, wow, why would you put that on somebody else? But I'm com- I'm speaking from my own selfish place because I don't do it. So maybe psych psychologically, that's my own thing that I have to work through of thinking like, okay, I'm so used to internalizing my shit, but I'm not supposed to. I shouldn't have to internalize everything I'm going through. I should be able to talk to people and tell them and, and confide in other people, but I'm, which I know a lot of people are the strong one. I'm the person that people come through, come to with shit. So it's like dump, your shit on me, even though I think, like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, I mean, because I don't do it. So honestly, maybe it's more of an envy. Maybe I'm jealous of the fact that they have the ability to dump, like, dump it on me. Because I was like, I don't feel like I have someone like me to like dump on, because I would feel bad. It's really a lose lose situation because you can be going through something, and you know, you get that burden of because we're naturally nurturers. Like, as a people, like, at your core, you're naturally, you know, you want to be good. Like, you want to help. You want to solve problems and shit like that. But at the same time, we are also naturally selfish. So, yeah, you have problems. And I tell people this all the time. Like, yeah, you might be going through something and you might want, you know, help from somebody else. But you have to understand that nobody's problem is bigger than your problems and that's how i feel like a lot of people look at you know the world like yeah people are going through x y and z but i'm going through this like that's top priority like so i can help you you know what i'm saying and a lot of times it's like people pleasers you might boost somebody's problem above yours briefly but at the end of the day you the only one who got to go through your shit so it kind of gets hard when you try to actually help people without getting, like, invested. Like, really, really invested in something because in order to help, you actually have to care. Like, if you don't care, you can just say whatever the fuck and, you know, shoot somebody on. But if you actually, you know, develop feelings of care, like, oh, yeah, you going through X, Y, and Z. Like, damn, that's fucked up. Like... Well, have you tried this? Like now you're invested. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know you want to know the whole story. You want to help. You know, have a positive outcome to this situation. But is that to the detriment of you? Because you still have these issues going on with you. So yeah, I can be single and help. You know, somebody going through relationship problems. But now I'm invested. Like now, you know, I have to feel like I have to. You know kind of balance like oh i'm going through this like but this motherfucker with somebody and they nitpicking about little bullshit like what the fuck like you know just get over you know that's how you get to a lot of the get over it shit like well you just have to work it through and 
Because I don't, I'm not feeling the same thing that you're feeling. I'm looking at it from the outside in. Even financially. Even from a financial point of view, like, yeah, I'm broke. You talking about you can't pay this, this, and that that I don't even have. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, a very good point. I, I've always, I definitely think that one thing I think is important for people to do is realize that what is like a horrible situation to you is going to be worse for somebody else. Or so like your worst could be nothing to somebody else. All right. And their worst could be nothing to you. But what's really important for your mental health and theirs is to first of all not compare and to not downplay anybody else's struggle. Exactly. That's extremely important. And it happens to me a lot when I go through stuff. It's like it's the same thing when like like I have a friend and like even when he talks about but he always apologized. He's actually extremely more conscious of it than an average person. But, like, he was, like, he has a rough relationship with his mom. And so, like, sometimes he'll make a comment, like, oh, she just get on my nerves. And, like, every time he'll say something, like, he'll apologize to me. All right. Because his, you know, he know my mom passed away. And so he'll feel bad. But it's, like, we are, I guess, both more mature adults where we can acknowledge that difference. And, and you know what I'm saying? I'm, and I always tell him, like, no, but that's your truth. Right, but a lot I don't of downplay your truth. Take things for granted, like you said. Like he's having issues with something that you don't have. Right. But that's how a lot of issues are. I'm single. I'm giving you relationship advice. I don't have a relationship. Like nobody like me. But I'm giving you advice on how to, you know, navigate through this, you know, very minute issue that you have going on. Great example, actually. Like I guess I'll, I'm going to leave names and associations out of this. I know someone, a woman, and, like, she was having, like, this, I guess, relationship kind of issue where it's, like, she was torn between two guys. One was, like, her, like, I don't want to say, like, her person. So, you know, I don't have one. <laughs> but, you know, how people have, like, that person where they dated, they might have been off and on, like, that one serious-ass fucking relationship that you can't let go of, and it's, like, super intense, and y'all are, like, always kind of, like, are they going to be, are they together, are they not? Like, one of that type of situations. Yeah. She had that that guy, like, that's the one that the family knows, that's the one that, you know, everyone thought they were going to be together, everything like that. And so they broke up, and then... I'm like not even thinking that because I guess in her mind she still thought that they were going to get together or be together eventually. While they were in that moment where they weren't together, she met this other guy and thinking it's just going to be something fun. They actually got together, have this dope ass relationship, and fell in love. Yeah, and so the other guy comes back and he's like, "Oh, like I was just getting myself life and everything ready to finally really be with you and give you everything you want and be that perfect guy for you and everything like that." So now she's stuck between two amazing guys that love her dirty fucking draws, right? Mm-hmm. And they're coming to me with like, "Oh my god, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. This is the worst situation ever. I'm so <laughs> torn. This is fucked up." And saying this to me as someone that's like completely like have no fucking options, don't even know, like I question every day if men are even capable of love. And you're telling me that two men are in love with you and to you that's the worst thing ever and I dream and and fear dying along on a very regular basis. I'm just like, you are a sick puppy. First, what? Off. 
But I get your point. I'm just saying, like no, I, I can't, I can't understand your position because to me it doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't exist. It's not even reality. So I'm just like, so to you, that's the worst thing ever. But to me, my situation is the worst thing ever. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, no matter what problems that you might come about, like my issues is like the issues. Like I'm looking at your shit, like. Mm, That's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, you have two great guys that want to love you and like be with you and be everything you want them to be, and I can't even get somebody to text me back <laughs> on a consistent and regular basis. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I can't, you know. Like to me, it's it's so easy. To be like, bitch, you ungrateful. <laughs> you undeserving. <laughs> so you anti DJ Khaled. What? Yeah, for real. You dumb. You unloyal. You unloyal. <laughs> but yeah, so I get that a lot. And and then on the other end, like I have a my finances. I'm super fucking anal about my finances. I have this issue with everybody. It's not even just certain people. Everybody in my life do it. They don't realize that they do. I won't tell everybody, but most of the people in my life do it. My parents do it. Not my dad so much. My stepmom does it a lot. I my do friends it. do it. <laughs> Hendrix does it. <laughs> Everybody does it. So I'm like, I'm, I'm obsessed with my finances because I don't know how and have no desire to depend on anybody because I am the strong person. I see, I've seen everybody at their weakest from my dad to my friends to everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't have nobody to rely on I have no fallback I have no safety net so to me being like or broke or not having like a rainy day fund not having any money to fall back on not having is a legitimate fucking fear I will I said it all the time but I would literally have to go to a shelter or live under a fucking bridge overpass before I go tell my parents I need something and that could be crazy to somebody but I don't give a fuck that's my reality. Nice. And so everybody in my life counts my fucking pockets, downplay when I say I ain't got it or I'm broke or anything like that. Because to me, I don't fucking have it. But to them, they're like, no, you got more money than me, bitch. No, I said I don't have it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, even from the opposite, like I was saying, like, I didn't understand that person's struggle of them saying, oh, they got too much fucking love in their life, even though it sounds ridiculous. To everybody, they do the same thing to me in the reverse, where it's like, when my finances, everybody's like, you got it, ball out, do this. And no, the fuck I don't. I am broke, bitch. You don't have to quote me. Okay. I'm just saying, it's a, it's extremely fucking annoying. But people are quick to downplay an issue that they don't understand yeah. or that they don't have. Absolutely. And so it's like, oh, you got to, like, you know what I'm saying? I can say something and it's like, oh, if you, you might need, you know, that person can have, like, to, I'll give you a perfect example. If I had $500 in my account, I would say that I'm broke. I would say that I'm barely making it. I would say that I probably don't need to eat for a couple weeks. And I'm not even being dramatic. That's just how I feel. Somebody else could be waiting for $500. Like, that's what I need to be good. Right. Yeah. That's gonna. That's the difference. Yeah. And huh. so people don't understand, but what I think is important is for people not to downplay other people. So you can't downplay something that you don't understand. And I guess I can take my own advice because I still feel like, bitch, what? I still feel like that. 
I still feel like that. But I'm saying it's about like the money thing and everything like that. It's just kind of like people do that all the time. It's like, why you count my pockets? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And it's like, okay, we well, don't understand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely go through that. Well, since we're going through the scenarios, like with um, mental health, like I'm one of the most morbid, like always low people in the world and when yeah people, if you're trying to feel good don't talk to Hendrix for real <laughs> like when, seriously and when people come to me with like real like shallow shit like I don't really have time for it. like I understand that you feel away and I can you know try and help you get out of feeling that way but you can't say oh you don't understand cause no I, I get it like this isn't something that I want to happen like, this is where I live at. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not the place that I choose to be. I wish I could have a shallow issue like you have, but no, my shit is a little bit deeper. I've been going through this a little bit longer. Like, yeah, this is just what I'm working with on a regular basis. Like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Like, we can work towards, you know, a solution. I can give you some tips and shit like that, but yeah, it's not the end of the world at all. Like, you're really kind of making something out of nothing. Like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Just, you know, just deal with it. Like, but we can, you know, invest it. You know, we're invested in this situation, and you can, you know, deal with it together. But for the most part, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, a lot to do about nothing, as the old people would say. But, yeah, you know, just empathy. Like, is it really possible to have genuine empathy yeah i think you just have to do you have to look at everybody's situation individually and i think why the reason we can't be empathetic or we can't be there for people we can't be considerate is because we look at everything from a position of like ourselves yeah we can't look from that person's perspective we view everything for the outside in it was kind of the same exact with the example i gave you earlier and like people in relationships we are so quick. Everyone's a fucking relationship expert, right? If you know someone that's like, maybe they're in an unhealthy relationship. Maybe a woman is talking to somebody and you're like, bro, he clearly not into you. Or he's clearly disrespecting you. In a perfect world, do you want them to see that and get the fuck on? Absolutely. But realistically, you're not in that situation. That person could love them. They could be scared to leave. They could be just not want to leave. Maybe they feel like that person loved them and they feel they're not going to get that love anywhere else. There's a lot of mental things that go into that and psychological things that go into that. But it's like you're looking from a position of someone who's unattached to the situation. You don't know that man. You don't know that woman. You don't know why they're staying. You don't know why they don't want to leave. You don't know why they can't physically get the fuck up and go you have no idea why mm-hmm. but you're looking from it from your unbiased perspective and they're staying because they're biased they love them they care about them maybe they're staying because they got kids all of this stuff not justifiable not saying any of it is right but you say you it's hard to give somebody advice about what you would do when you're not in that situation because i had to analyze myself it's quick for you to be like to your friends like girl he don't appreciate you he don't love you need to get the fuck on but realistically, as a woman and, and and as a human being in general, I know how hard it is to leave a situation that you don't want to fucking leave. It's easy for me on the outside to be like, leave him, leave him, him but I'm not the one in love with him. Yeah. I mean, that goes, I think that will... We're uh, inconsiderate as a people. <laughs> well, not even that. This is probably my last point on it, is a lot of times when people um, tell you things, 
it's that 10%. And what I mean by the 10% is 90% of the situation is good. They're just telling you the 10% that's bad. And you're taking that as, you know, the whole thing. Like, oh, I'm going through X, Y, you know, I'm going through X, Y, and Z. That's but a good point I didn't think about. I got all this other shit going on good for me. But this shit right here, like, yeah, this shit is terrible. And a lot of times, you know, we take that as gospel when in reality, people are just, you know, expressing themselves. They're using you as an outlet. They're venting. You know what I'm saying? They don't necessarily <clears throat> need you to figure everything out. They just want you to be there. Like, you know, talk them through it. Because a lot of times that's all it really takes. Like, you know, just an echo in your brain. Like, I know what to do. I know how to fix this. But I need somebody else to echo that sentiment for me to be able to, you know, get the courage to actually do that and work through that. So a lot of times that's what it is, man. A lot of people, you know, put exclamations on their issues and we take it as like, oh, well, this is like the terrible, the most terrible thing in the world. Like, I feel for you and like, but it's not that it's not really a deep. So we as um, helpers or assistance and shit like that, we have to be careful because somebody could just be telling you that 10%, you know, the rest of their life is going great, but they got three issues that they're making it seem like is the end of the world and the worst shit ever. And, you know, just take, we all know those people who, you know, make a mountain out of a molehill and, you know, just be careful when you're giving advice and, providing empathy that sometimes it's not always as devastating as it may seem. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I, I mean, I guess I never really thought about that. That's a good point. I mean, that applies only to relationships most of the time. But that's a good point, though. No, not, not really. It can apply to finances. Like, oh, yeah, I can't pay this, 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 and that. But, you know. Like, I can't, I can't, like, eventually, like, you know. But it's you know. not necessarily the true, though. No, I'm saying, you Because know. something to somebody else, that could be a horrible fucking feeling. Like, you really don't know. Like, I'm a very, well, I'm not as morbid as Hendrix. Like, it's honestly times where I can't talk to him about stuff. Like, that's the difference. Like, if I want someone to be like, yeah, I'm thinking about jumping off the cliff. And I'm telling, I'm like, if I want to be sad. I'll talk to him because he's the type of person who's like, yeah, jump. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the person. Yes, the fuck you are. That. You are definitely a negative ass person. You're the type of person who's like, oh, okay, cool. When you gonna do it? Versus if you want, like, he's not the type of person to feel like if you want to feel better, like, oh no, things will be okay. He's not that nigga. Exaggerate. No, you are definitely not. You are negative as fuck. Like, cause I say something like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm feeling. Oh well, me, life does suck. It is trash. You know what I'm saying? He's that nigga. I'm a realist. I'm not a dream seller. No, you're fucking negative. You a great dream crusher. Now, it's a difference between me and I ain't saying sell me a dream. I'm saying, like, some people can be sucking supportive. He's not a supportive person. Like, he's not encouraging. <laughs> like, don't go to this nigga if you're thinking about killing yourself because he's going to be like, cool, what kind of pills you want? Like, that's the type of nigga Hendrix is. Like, when he said he morbid, he's morbid as fuck. But as far as that, like, I'm habitually negative, which is different. <laughs> I can be like that to myself, but sometimes I can be positive. And I ain't no sometimes for this motherfucker. I can be positive sometimes. And so it's like, 
sometimes you want some encouragement or whatever. Like, I feel like I've came to him on some positive shit and he just said something negative afterwards. I'm just like, okay, I don't even know why I talked to your ass about this shit. Like, I should have just said, talked to somebody Keeping else. the balance inside of the world. Whatever. Yeah. But, like... Even kill. As far as... No, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kill, nigga. Everybody <laughs> you talk to. <laughs> but, like, when people are like, as far as issues... Now, don't take any fucking advice from me because I'm morbid in a way. It's like, I'm not scared of death, right? And so a lot of times when people say something and they're like, oh, you know, like, well, you're alive. And I'm like, is that better though? Like, <laughs> is that better? But now y'all see what I got to go through. Like, what do, what do you want me to say to it? I'm saying when people are like, oh, like, like, oh, well, you know, I lost all my money. I don't have, I'm alone. I lost my job. I'm balding. I'm fat. Like, everything is fucked up. And they're like, but you're alive. Is that better? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and then I go to, well, you know, you actually do have a point. Like, you, the way you're telling it. You, I'm just saying, somebody, The 10% that you're telling. Well, you, I just want somebody to explain to me how it's better. <laughs> like, that's all I'd be saying. Like, like, oh, is that, like, but you you're. might be a little bit better off. Is that here, better, dear. though? Like, I just don't know if that's better. Like, I think the idea of quality of life is so important and so unexplored. People only talk about quality of life in terms of, like, medical conditions. I'm talking about it in the terms in general. Is Like, if you think about quality of life, is it better? Mm. Riddle me that. <laughs> Sit with that. I'm going to leave y'all with that. Moving the fuck on. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, if you have any, I don't want really want to say advice, but, you know, if you have any stories about, Anything you know, to add being empathetic or your struggles with being empathetic of somebody in a certain situation or not, you know how to not internalize people's problems how to be supportive and there for somebody without taking over yeah and just being the the burden bearer because man really a burden is it a way to like be supportive and not burden yourself with people's issues like as i imagine that psychologically it's tough to be like over your friend's house and it's like oh their you know spouse just died and everything's horribly wrong and their house is going to get foreclosed on all this crazy shit is happening and then you just go home to your beautiful family and your kids and your great job and awesome life and you like sucks to be them like how do you like what's the balance i mean i think that is the balance though like because you have this positive but you know, in the instance, it could be that. Mm. Like, it's not, you know, don't take that for granted. Like, what you have, you don't need to take for granted. That's why I say about the, you know, the 90-10 theories. Like, yeah, it could be that. But, right, so maybe it's like, so that should make you more appreciative of your yeah, circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good perspective. Alrighty, that's going to wrap it up for our Let's Argue topic this week. Like Kendrick said, if you want to comment or chime in, feel free to do so via social media or through our email that's asked to ampodcast at gmail.com. The number two, you know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. You know what really grinds my gears? All right, so what's grinding your gears? Besides my cheese stick? No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, besides your fucking cheese stick, yes. Besides my cheese stick. Okay, well... Nothing. I honestly don't even think I have a grandma gear. I honestly don't have anything to rant about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel the same way. I feel. I'm just in like a really weird place right now. So you know, 
life. But I don't really have anything to rant about, I don't think. I'm pretty sure it is something, but I can't think about it right now. That's kind of So a... I don't know. I lost my Fenty lip gloss. I'm really mad about that. It's like eighteen fucking dollar lip gloss and I can't find it anywhere. So if somebody wants to give me something for Christmas, you can go ahead. I'm down for that. But yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Everything and nothing is grinding my gears right now. That's pretty much where yeah. I'll leave it. You sound like me. What? No, just normally how I am. Um, grinding my gears this week. Uh, of course, as always, the weather. You know, yeah, I get it. I've been here for a while. I understand yeah. how that shit go, but still, that don't make it no better. Secondly, um, we didn't really talk um after like Halloween, but uh, look, man, y'all gotta chill with these these decorations. You know, the Christmas shit. Like at least, at least, like Thanksgiving, I'm cool. I'm straight with Thanksgiving. You can put it up Thanksgiving night. But the day after Halloween, y'all putting up Christmas lights and they bright as shit, you know, shining through people's windows and shit. Cut that shit up. I've never been, I don't even want to associate with people like that. How do you, why do you have a Christmas tree up now? Why? Because they want to. And then, you know, like the whole kid, you know, kid thing and shit. So your kids just see this Christmas tree up for a whole month and a half before Christmas. What are you doing? Other than that, yeah, I'm good. I'm not really going through shit for real, for real. Everything's hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. Hunky-dory. Cool beans. <clears throat> so where can they get more of that, you know, that? Casey positivity charm. <laughs> if you want to fuck with a real nigga, you can do so. Um, K underscore in real life. That's K A Y underscore I N R E E L L I F E. That's on Twitter and on IG. You can reach me on Facebook at Casey Kyle. And then um, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh. Kind of started my YouTube. I don't want to really promote it yet because I don't really have a lot of videos on there. But if you dare to dive in that, like I really got, I came back from London and got lazy. So I have like two more vlogs, two or three more vlogs to upload, and I haven't done it yet. Um, But it's the life and times of Casey on YouTube. Um, I promise my editing skills will get better. But the Wi-Fi there was <laughs> shitty, and I was just, like, out done with the amount of time it was taking to really get that shit together. Um, and then if you want to reach the show, you can do so as... I'm sorry, wrong. At the 2 a.m. podcast. <laughs> um, that is on Twitter, IG, and on Facebook. Um, and then the email, again, is as2ampodcast.gmail.com, the number two. Hendrix, how can I reach you? You can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Noli Hendrix. That is N O E L L Y H E N D R I X on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Also, visit our Piping website. You know, we didn't recently uh, make the switch um, platform str- switch. You know, it's a little struggle, but you know, anytime you start over from scratch, you know, you have to wait on. The results to come out, so you know, hit us up on Podbean. Um, it is the two AM podcast dot podbean dot com. That is like our central location now. You can still get the podcast on SoundCloud, 
Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, you know. You can still get them all other places, but, you know, check out the website. I'm going to be working on that over the Christmas break to uh, expand it a little bit. We're going to add Casey's uh, YouTube stuff. We're going to add our social media stuff. So, you know, like when Casey, you know, put that fire-ass, smoky eye profile picture out there, like it'll be on the podcast page. Excuse me? (laughs) Hashtag new profile pic, bro. You got me fucked up. <laughs> you know, I'll get on my nerves. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, millennials, remember. Oh, um, yeah. Any last words, it's, Hendrix? It's, it's fine. I got Sorry, it. this is your episode. I got it. I know. I'm just sitting here. I'm the Hendrix. <laughs> Man, I ain't doing shit. All right. That's not true. But, uh, nigga, the fuck right. is what I say is true. Remember millennials. What? That all problems are not your problems.